0: You are listening to the Green Living Chat podcast brought to you by Equamet Solutions in Ghana. I'm your host, David. Here, we discuss emerging environmental issues in and around the world. We use this platform to promote environmental related projects. So, stick around with us. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Green Living Chat podcast brought to you by Equamet Solutions in Ghana. On today's episode, our guest is Akshay Kontatiya, who is the Head of Partnerships at Green Worms in India. Akshay has been actively involved in youth engagement programs related to climate action leadership development and community building and on today's podcast ashi joins me to discuss the role of dignified jobs in waste management we discuss the role of individuals government and industries in helping to solve the waste management problems in india and across the globe Youth empowerment is very vital in waste management and in this episode we also discuss how we can engage the youth more in waste management related opportunities and we also discuss some of the stereotypes and myths that is known by society when it comes to waste management and why it is important for all kinds of professions to be involved in this industry. I can't wait for you to listen to the details of this episode. But at the time of uploading this episode, India is currently recording very high cases of the COVID 19 pandemic. And to all our listeners and partners in India, we wish you the best, and our hearts and prayers go out for you. We hope that things are going to go back to normal soon and we can get back to our normal activities we encourage you to adhere to all the measures that health professionals have laid as preventive measures and please wear your mask and stay at home if there is no need for you to go out now grab a coffee and let's get into my discussion with Akshay Hello Akshay. Thank you so much for joining me on the Green Living chats. Taking time off your busy schedule. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Uh,
1: hello David. Uh, I think it's a wonderful platform. Thank you for uh, taking up kind of initiatives uh, to bring the voices in the, voice within the environmental sector.
0: I have been so enthused about your posts on LinkedIn and I've been following some of your updates on Facebook and it just encourages me to actually do more with what i'm doing but i actually saw a picture of you as it on instagram or facebook i don't know which of them you were wearing a mask with a face shield <laughs> and your glasses and everything making sure that even within this COVID, you still stay on the field to work and this is a very good sign and passionate person that um, you are so i just want to say congratulations for what you do and I know that people around within your circles in India and also in your company really appreciate your work. So, thank you so much for what you do.
1: Uh, thanks, dear. I think
0: uh, glad you checked,
1: you know, updates. Uh, you know, because it's uh, I believe it's more like a advocacy. Uh, uh, essentially, you know, uh, there is a lot of uh, work is being done, but it's not sufficient. And uh, what I realized is, you know, as Green Worms as an organization, we've been working. Uh, in multiple locations there are a lot of good positive stories uh, which can help inspire and uh, that's the way i just keep on updating with the work to showcase that you know this is how it can be done all everyone who is working it's good to share the work and use the uh, social media platforms to the best and uh, even a lot of people reach out to me they get inspired you know they get want to work in the waste management sector or the environment so what we are doing at this moment, it might be a small looking at the crisis we have, but essentially that's the path and the hope uh, updates, you know, people get empowered and able to give a helping hand or, you know, able to uh, reach out to the wider audience. I think, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we, we need more people to advocate the good work, show the need of, you know, protecting our environment.
0: We are going to get deep into the things that you do uh, so that we can encourage people who would like to get into these kind of businesses um, very soon. But I, I would like people to understand the journey that you've been through as you, you grew up. In 2016, you had a TEDx presentation. I was listening to this thing and I just thought of it. This is about six years ago. And over the six years, there are a lot of things that have happened. And even on your dad's birthday, you decided to go out there and still, you know, have this presentation and get it out there to encourage people. How has this journey been for you? Where did this, you know, passion to work for the environment, where did this passion start from?
1: Uh, Well, I think uh, uh, for me, I think it's a journey uh, of uh, exploration. Uh, essentially way back uh, you know I discontinued my engineering uh, to kind of uh, find my purpose you know greater purpose essentially want to do for the good for the society and uh, eventually believed uh, entrepreneurship is the only way of you know solving it rather than uh, looking for the job and uh, then I think the decision, one of the decision I have taken is, you know, to travel across India and able to connect with entrepreneurs to understand what kind of problems they are solving. And uh, uh, probably till 16, I was uh, continuously, uh, you know, kind of traveling, uh, meeting a lot of entrepreneurs, investors, you know, the ecosystem. Uh, That's where, you know, uh, I really realized the, you know, the potential of entrepreneurship. And how even in small towns and villages, people are you know trying to solve the problems through a social enterprise, you know, for profit, non for profit. What are the ways, uh, you know, the platforms they have chosen? But essentially, at some point of time, I also I, you know in my journeys, uh, I realized the importance of climate change, and uh, that's where uh, I realized the uh, environment is something that needs to be protected. So, always believe in is something on entrepreneurship and what about regarding to the solving the environmental crisis that are the greater threat uh, compared to the local problems which are more related to the government or efficiency or uh, building a marketplace. So, that's where the TEDx has been a platform, you know, uh, trying to, you know, especially the travel I took. I've seen not just uh, climate change, but, you know, I've seen a lot of dump yards, you know, uh, you know, plastic leaking into the environments and all. Uh, so that, that actually evoked me to move my focus towards uh, the environmental sector majorly. Uh, and secondly, you know, uh, then I started my non-profit organization, uh, majorly to advocate on engaging youth towards climate action. Uh, we work with various uh, municipalities uh, to be able to bring in youth to innovate, you know, come up with ideas and able to give access to the pilots. Uh, working with the green worms. And uh, but that, that was a time where, uh, though we are doing a lot of things, able to mobilize almost a few thousands of youth passionate to address issues, but, what I believed is the Greenworms is essentially uh, doing the real work on the ground, uh, where if we are doing fifty to seventy tons of uh, waste diverting from the uh, landfills every day, there is something impact that can be measured. So that was a moment uh, I really believe in the work of Greenworms, and uh, uh, as we work, we started working through these programs. You know, the the Greenworms management offered me why don't we do equity hiring, you know, merge the non-profit organization uh, so that, you know, you can come on board and able to do the things at a scale. Uh, that's where I got on board. And uh, I think that was a decision uh, because essentially I see a solution in front of me where uh, the jobs were creating, the waste is diverted, and uh, the work is done in the towns and villages. So I thought it's a very good platform. Uh, and... Uh, the work was so satisfying, uh, that's where I begin my official journey with the Greenworms as head of the partnerships and the stakeholder. Uh, again, as uh, what are the learnings I had in my last four to six years, uh, I tried to add value to the Greenworms essentially on how we can able to create open innovation. we done certain uh, uh, you know, uh, programs to increase our efficiency. Uh, you know uh, certain uh, increase our safety standards not just that but right now we are also doing certain uh, fellowship programs engaging the uh, youth as well as uh, we also doing waste cleaners is essentially creating more waste cleaners in the sector so whatever I took the journey through the means of entrepreneurship I'm trying to apply here able to scale up this uh, last November, we completed our five years at uh, the Greenworms, uh, so where uh, we committed ourselves as a Greenworms 5X. Uh, the 5X is essentially showing to our supporters, everyone, entire ecosystem, how much impact we have done in the last five years, half a decade, and what is our commitment for the next five years. And the five years as an organization, we learn so many things. Right now, we were able to do some good numbers. Like so far, we are bootstrapped, we created 400 dignified jobs. Right now, is how we can scale up at a 5x rate in the next five years, in the next half a decade. Uh, that is the commitment we have taken, and by giving it to the public, we are also accountable to able to demonstrate the bigger picture within the sector. Uh, you see about unicorns looking at talking about millions and billions, but Essentially, we are here on talking about how we are going to protect our environment. I think it's a whole lot of journey. Yes, it but is. For me, it's more like a exploration, learning, and willing to adopt. It was quite roller coaster, and uh, I got very good exposure, networks that has built. Right now, I'm trying to activate all those set of resources, uh, set of networks to work on a com- common goal of you know, addressing waste crisis.
0: I just want us to talk a little bit about the challenges when it comes to protecting the environment in India. In your personal view and all this time of working within this sector, what do you think are contributing to the challenges in, in India right now?
1: Uh, well, I think uh, the landscape in India is kind of accelerating towards the action. The major challenge in India is that geographically uh, we are quite scattered and a huge population. And the third is we don't have a proper infrastructure. You know, whatever the waste, let it be the mobility sector, let it be the water, healthcare. So we are in the process of building our infra infrastructure, and essentially there are more carbon footprints that being generated And to so the waste crisis. Yes, uh, there are still even places in India. There is no door-to-door collection, and uh, most of the waste is getting into the dumpyard in India. Majorly, the ownership of the waste belongs to the municipalities. That means ninety-five percent of the waste waste management by constitution or uh, through means of uh, service rights, it's uh, need to be undertaken by the municipality. So that is the one challenge we have. Giving limited access to the private stakeholders to engage, and the infrastructure is very poor here. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, there is a you know kind of myth or a wrong belief that waste management is just uh, collecting the waste from the households and just dumping in the dump yard, uh, like a logistic or a delivery company. Uh, there is a whole lot of things to be done, uh, there is a whole lot of process. A SOP need to be defined it's not just uh, about the system but again it's about the resources uh, a lot of apart the cities uh, cities has funds uh, it just need a strong leadership and able to understand that this waste is our uh, waste management is a top priority for the administration but I believe you know covid crisis in the last situations that been happening over the last two to three years I think we have been become more vulnerable and everyone realized that this waste crisis are one of the greatest threats we do have at, you know at this moment not just like you know next uh, half a decade or so uh, but there is a part of realization policy level changes is happening uh, but right now we need to do at a scale at a 5x or a larger uh, I think uh, in India the policy level we have plastic waste management rules. again extended producer responsibility which is in the track. Um, also uh, the administration is trying to access to the private players as slowly uh, you know able to outsource the work to us uh, to the social NGOs and you know private players. I think that's a positive sign uh, but it need to be addressed at a you know unprecedented rate because the covid has brought us new challenges uh, where uh, the usage of plastic is very essential uh, usage of disposable has become very essential because due to the virus uh, there is certain constraints on use of reusability. so one time used plastics has become again uh more we have we've been becoming more dependent uh during the COVID times. But I think India is doing far best than the other countries. Although the only way is everyone need to able to utilize the uh the momentum it has, like policy level, regulatory level, the infrastructure level need to but I I see a lot of good work being there. So I should be more optimistic. But uh I would say it's not sufficient We need to do at a 5x or a 10x scale
0: <laughs> yes i know that most of these issues that you mentioned, it's very common among lots of uh, developing countries and even in the advanced country they still have tidbits of some of these challenges in in there but in this era one of the things that is very paramount is youth education and getting the youth to be empowered to speak out for their leaders to make a change, and for the youth to also get into these kind of recycling incentive jobs, waste management jobs, advocacy, and all that. Before you went to Green Worm, you were very prominent in youth empowerment, right? What difference did you see among the youth and the work that you were doing?
1: I believe the youth are more empathic than the people who has in the this- uh, senior roles or you know I believe uh, it's because you know youth has a future that they are being built so they believe that the future of us or essentially in a one or two decades their kids' future uh, is going to be very challenging and would uh, going to be very vulnerable so they are concerned and they are also trying to see if there are opportunity, they can able to contribute, and majorly you know the youth I believe is uh, if they really want to contribute if they can able to choose the careers in the environmental sector uh, let it be solar, let it be waste management, or let it be into clean energy uh, you know what are the ways you know let it be water conservation or you know uh, let it be into developing more uh, eco friendly technologies or you know circular economy i think if they can able to work directly through their job because they spend almost 8 to 12 hours as a professional uh, so they can make significantly and i see a very positive change Uh, the youth are actually looking out for what are the environmental companies which they can work and contribute and um, it, it it like i believe every youth at certain point of time Over the last two to three years, I believe they really looked out for working in the relevant sectors within the environment. But there is more people, especially, uh, you know, youth who want to get into the leadership uh, or, you know, uh, making, trying to get contribute more. They are starting their own non-profit organizations or startups, you know, through means of entrepreneurship, trying to innovate. So I've seen a lot of uh, interesting uh, companies startups or at idea stage, they are trying to see what kind of solution. I think that is a good way. The least thing you can do is uh, uh, living eco-friendly, you know, living. And the second uh, would be, you know, kind of work in the career, uh, you know, in the sector, uh, take up a job in the environmental sector. And the third thing would be starting up something. I think uh, these three things are the thing I would suggest start with one, then eventually they can decide. But one thing uh, I would like to update is environmental sector, people have assumption is just a field trip or you need to be in the dump yard or you need to be at a riverside. It's not that, you know, the sector is very empowering. and uh, Because, no uh, you know, you, there are still in environmental sector, we are using AI, you know, we are building a whole lot of uh, applications, you know, uh, we need engineers we need mechanical like if you see electric mobility so there's a huge lot of uh, sector you know even if you are a you know uh, you can court you have a job in the environmental sector uh, even if you are electrical engineer you have a job so any any area of profession there is set because at the end the environment organization you know the companies are more about enterprise which has a diversified need i think it's just the people need to make it choices i think even a small choice can make a difference so i think to add on at green homes also it's not just people from the tier 2 tier 3 colleges big uh, institutionals, like you know IATs, IAMs, and people from abroad also you know write mails to us saying that they want to work in the small companies like green homes also so that is a change in perception earlier waste management is something like dirty job but now we have uh, we as an organization, uh, around 50 employees, full-time employees, all of the members, including the leadership role, are 32 years, below 32 years. It gives some sort of happiness when someone reaches out, say that I want to work in the environmental sector. I think, yeah, the youth is in the right track. Now, the companies just need to give them opportunity to start their earlier careers in the sector.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Earlier, you made mention people have a wrong perception about waste management. They just think that just throwing the rubbish away and just dumping them somewhere, it's what we call waste management. You are experienced in this field. What do you call effective waste management?
1: I believe, uh, you know, it's more about managing the misplaced resources. So what are the waste materials that we have, plastic, glass and all? Mojo, Portion is something can be recycled, uh, can be reused, repurposed, upcycled, you know, whatever means. Uh, but rather than more like a misplaced, it just left. Like, you know, uh, we see like, you know, someone has lost in trials. So, it's like, you know, the useful materials are just misplaced, you know. Uh, we couldn't realize the potential. Waste management is something more about recovery. In a half a decade of time, it's not about waste management anymore. Uh, we will be part of the circular economy industry, uh, which would be essentially where the managing the waste would be play a significant role. I think there is a good momentum that has been built up, but there is a lot more to do. Uh, but what I see is at this moment, there is no Status for the waste management as a, you know, there is a healthcare sector, there is a finance sector, there is a, you know, agriculture sector and all, but uh, there is specific sector as waste management. Uh, again, in India, we don't have any ministry for just managing the waste management, though we were kind of added into the environmental sector, but uh, the waste need a special status quo uh, to be able to monitor and able to do the things at a large scale as well as mentioned out. And uh, lastly to order, I think, yeah, people think these are the dirty jobs, you know, people think uh, it's just, uh, you know, people uh, treat, earlier, you know, there were days, you know, people treat these, uh, you know, uh, workers uh, working in the sector, you know, people treat them as, you know, untouchables and all. But Again, uh, the waste reclaimers or India we call rag pickers and all A lot of unorganized community they contribute a lot, but at what cost? You know, uh, they 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 buy they sell the recyclables they make a living, but at what cost of health impacts they have been that uh, has been completely ignored and they have been more vulnerable. And uh, I think the COVID crisis, I think everyone has realize the essence of the waste management industry, the essence of these waste workers who are going collecting the waste every day as a frontline workers. I think people has a whole lot of respect that's been there. And now people are thinking how we can able to help them. So this kind of the pandemic has brought some behavior change, but I wish the same momentum increases and uh, people respect this career as the same job as a postman or a shopkeeper or, you know, a conductor or a watchman. You know, it's uh, it's more uh, of uh, doing their duties. Everyone on this planet has responsibilities and everyone has their, some role to play. Uh, we as a waste management professionals or workers doing our role. Play, you know, it, it might be a small piece in the pie, but... It's yes, significant.
0: It is significant, it is. You have made mention a lot of important things that we can do to help and support the waste management companies. Greenworms on the website says that it's a social impact oriented sustainable waste management company. And you are the head of partnerships. Can you tell us what you guys do so that we can get into a little bit of your current projects?
1: Yeah, thanks, David. Uh, Greenworms, you know, uh, we started in 2014. It uh, just started by one person, you know, our founder and CEO, Jabil Karat. Uh, he just uh, managing 300 of, uh, cages of waste in his village. And uh, surely the good word has been passed in nearby villages and, you know, at, uh, in Kerala. And, uh, you know, back in those days, there is no system in the rural areas of waste management. Though there are cities and all. Uh, so people were quite you know, happy with the work. And uh, we just grown organic, you know. Everyone, we were doing zero waste events, you know. Uh, we were doing, uh, you know, bulk waste services and all. And just people have some requirement they reached out. And that's how we grown organically, you know, based on the needs of the people. And uh, our second employee was an auto driver uh, who believed in our vision and onboarded, you know, as a driver to collect the waste. And uh, as we move forward, uh, currently, the auto, the our second employee, he is now a, uh, he operates one of our material recovery facilities. Right, currently we are a team of 50 plus uh, team members. So this is a kind of uh, more, all these people are work as, you know, some kind of a leadership role. And uh, our focus uh, been since we started in the towns and villages, we realized these are the places which are very much essential services. Uh, because the cities has a huge budget and uh, huge corporates everyone out there. Uh, but the cities are, and uh, the towns and villages are being ignored. And we realize uh, uh, this is a way that we can able to solve the waste crisis. Uh, and uh, secondly, uh, we in the due course of our journey, uh, when we creating more jobs for the women, uh, there is a huge amount of uh, impact that been able to create. So as a period of time, we will kind of uh, realize the potential of jobs. This Process can generate, and uh, so far we created 400 dignified jobs, and most of them are the women from the uh, low-income groups below poverty line. We right now we manage uh, in every district of Kerala, and apart that in the down south we operate partially in five cities and two union territories such as Andaman and Lakshadweep, and uh, these are the kind of remotest areas to, like in all these islands uh, doesn't have a recycling system and all so we are working with the uh, government administration and uh, most of the time we work with the gram panchayat or the municipalities urban local bodies because as i told earlier the the accountability of the waste belongs to them so we are trying to see how we can able to work with them collectively uh, so far we work with almost uh, 60 plus urban local bodies and uh, these are where we do end to end waste management or we take up the collection or operating the material recovery facility and all and um, and each uh, every 2 ton of waste we recover we need 10 people to manage our facility, so means 10 jobs. Currently we manage around like 70 to 80 tons of uh, municipal solid waste. So far we have completely bootstrapped the social enterprise. Right now we are able to you know in the process of you know able to raise certain impact investments so that we can able to scale up our operations at a faster scale at a you know 5x is something i mentioned. And lastly all our team members or the leadership team the age is under 32 years so it's like a youth-led organization journey that we took uh till, till 2020 it just grown organically that people or the organizations or the government bodies has reached out to us to able to offer them our services or able to help them in the waste management uh but right you know since it's been a year uh, we were kind of trying to strategically see how we can able to serve the larger audience. We get a lot of youth who wants to work in the sector. And sometimes we can't offer our help to everyone who has reached out. But we are trying, we are stretching our limits to be able to utilize it as an opportunity to solve the crisis.
0: I have gone through your website and other social media platforms of the company, and I've seen some of the projects that you, you guys are doing, and it seems very significant. And these kind of initiatives are needed in these times, especially now that COVID has really exposed some of the loopholes that we could find in the in the society. So now people's mindset are drawing nearer to this, and we need people to, you know, stand in and lead in these kind of initiatives so you guys are really doing um, a very amazing job one of the things that stood out to me that i would like us to build upon a little bit is your climate action programs right so what are these initiatives and what goes into them
1: you know the idea was you know able to bring the people a step closer essentially the youth uh, who are interested to work in the sector Uh, able to give them a diversified level of areas that uh, they can choose to work upon uh, to showcase the challenges and the opportunities as well as the connect with the industry that's been the program of you know uh, able to mentor them train them and able to connect with the ecosystem that was a major approach but the other programs uh, we do is essentially uh, we are working on researching about the litter Uh, we have a program called Garbiology Uh, it's more about you know teaching about the waste management in in the litter service uh, we do certain research on what is the littering patterns happening in various villages or towns we are working so in that course we understand the local behavior community behavior and trying to bring certain change uh, and apart, part we do set an open innovation. Uh, recently, with uh, engaging the youth, we have developed a uh, customized T P for the waste manage, uh, you know, uh, waste management workers involved in the segregation and collection because uh, we feel there are some solutions which might not be uh, suitable for the waste management. Uh, so there is a need for customization. So as a company, we are trying to have the potential of the youth trying to see what are the ways we can incorporate and a lot of people who join our you know waste management fellowship waste career fellowship they end up working in the jobs or you know eventually you know get into the better opportunities within the sector
0: the whole idea of environmental advocacy has to be localized and so i really like this you said about you know getting to know the raw data and the raw information in the local region so that we can find solutions for the local areas. So which means that if local people can really encourage local people to come out and add their voice to advocacy, to make a change, we can actually get our local governments to also make changes that are suitable to the local region, right? So supposing that we have a platform where we can cater a group of youth about waste management and the need for us to be very enthused and and serious about waste management. What would you generally say?
1: It's very essential. uh, You know, most of the policies are, you know, kind of decision making happen on the top level, especially at a country level or a state level or a district level. But from our operations, you know, able to working in all these areas, the same solution doesn't, work in the other towns and villages so definitely you need to understand the local needs understand the pulse of the local community and able to build the solutions on the local problems and yes uh, you need to win the trust of the community and you need to bring the local community to be at the forefront of what we are doing as initiative or a campaign even up for us we are kind of running success or to some extent is uh, because uh, we work with the very local stakeholders. Second is we learn from them. You know, we build trust, able to drive and the major of it like when we create jobs is that local people, the women who segregate are from locally, the supervisor or you know operator and all are the local. You know, they take the ownership because then their community is getting benefited. There is no burning of waste in things, so these local people, yes, we put them always at the front, and we give them some kind of comfort to lead that the our initiative and Third is they also feel pride because their village is getting cleaner, and they also get a very good recognition within the local community that your company or your initiative or I you know the job you are doing is really amazing so. They also feel a sense of happiness that they are contributing to their own local
0: community. Let me just drift briefly and get your thoughts on this. But we haven't really talked about the source of the waste and how it's coming in. In your personal experience, what is your issue about the huge amount of waste that has been produced on a daily basis and the sources of this waste? What do you think is the role of producers and what do you think is the role of consumers in terms of waste?
1: So the essentially uh, the role uh first I want to talk about the producers or the brand owners. I think India being a huge population, we have huge market you know literally like every country want to see India as a huge market uh and secondly, there is a huge consumption rate has been increased over the last few decades the in India's the way the market has been becoming open earlier. There we are kind of a more conservative, but right now the spending rate is high. So you know people are buying new things. There are many products in the market, and uh, there are multiple choices. So as the economy grows, yes, there is a more market opportunities. This means there is a more use of resource. So India being, it's not just uh, though our exports are very high compared to the imports. Because we have a huge agriculture, a lot of raw materials which we make. Uh, I think the industrialization has been increased. So the production is high and able to meet. the population has been increasing. So so majorly, it's a, a, right now we are in a kind of a very yellow growing economy uh, where customers are willing to spend more. Brands are willing to offer diversified solutions. So, to talk about brands, yes, you know, the brand has a very responsible role they need to be played. Like, all the big brands need who sell uh, millions of products every year or monthly if they can able to work on a better packaging. And the second is, if they can optimize their packaging, you know, how, uh, based on the user, you know, whether this much kind of packaging is essential. And third is how good the quality of the packaging. Uh, most of the time in India, the major challenge is the multi-layer plastics uh, where we don't have a recycling ecosystem. So is there any way we you can improve the packaging or is a way you can reduce the plastics in it or those? The responsibility belongs to the brand owners. I think in India, we have plastic waste management rules. So out of few thousands of companies, a few Hundreds of companies are following the external producer responsibility. It's not just, okay, you know, we just implement EPR, but at the source, if they can able to uh, reduce the waste in their packaging, because essentially when you release the products into the market, you can't control, though you do EPR or the uh, plastic neutral. I think brands will play a responsibility. They have a significant role. Uh, to do but at the same time we have certain challenges in terms of implementing reusable uh, you know uh, reusable systems because there is a huge population and you know huge uh, logistics that need to be done but I think brands should think beyond EPR beyond the compliance I think there are brands which are doing but I see in the next half a decade we can see something as a consumer yes the brand should not Say that, you know, you bought this, now it belongs to the waste, you need to deal with it. Essentially, the post-consumer waste need to be managed very carefully. I think uh, in India, we recently in Kerala, we've done some audits where uh, we take an area one watt uh, with an average of uh, 500 households. And uh, we collected the waste to do a brand audit to see how much brand packaging is like, you know, uh, from uh, chocolate, biscuit, to various uh, bottles, juices, beverages. So, we essentially mapped out all the brands. In the new codes, you know, uh, when we created awareness, if there is a waste collection system or if the municipality or whoever the waste collection is doing, you know, proper segregation of waste, uh, the the people are willing to, you know, uh, take up some actions at their... A personal level like, you know, source level segregation. Uh, second is, you know, actually they want to avoid littering. And major problem is they bun because they don't have a system. Either they throw in a nearby river or a canal or the bun because they they can't keep the waste at home. In Kerala, what we are doing is we are engaging the household to collect the multi-layer plastic separately because it won't recycle, uh, difficult to recycle. Uh, so what we do is we collect on monthly ones. So, people are willing to collect and store it for a month. So, that is a very interesting and we just go monthly once and collect. So, I think the major is in the citizens, they don't know what is this waste, what type of this waste and whether it recycles or not. So, that need to be a lack of awareness. But when we try to awareness, you know, 90% of the community are willing to take certain extra efforts at 10 would be, it's a government job or, you know, I have other priorities. So I think it's a both need to play a role, but brands should be more responsible on what kind of packaging or how much waste they are going to uh, release in the market, which eventually be a post-consumer.
0: I think I, I do agree with you because majority of the consumers or the population do not actually know what they have to do with the waste or probably where it's gonna go afterwards after consuming it. So maybe the brands and the industries should rather be more concerned about what they are putting their products in as in the packaging to have you know recycling in mind, should have reuse in mind when they are designing these packages. But I, I want to know, what do you think is the role of the government also? Because now the government stands between the people and the industry. And interestingly, the governments get support from a lot of these companies because they are the ones increasing demand and supply in the country. So sometimes it's very difficult for the government to do things against these companies, knowing that it might not directly benefit the companies. So what do you think should be the essential role of the government?
1: In India, the government has a good stand into the, especially the you know plastic waste management or the waste management industry Uh, of course earlier there is a kind of a resistance to be able to listen out the voice of the various stakeholders in the part of decision making but uh, the government also trying to engage the industry means the brands and the you know manufacturers at the same time the ngos environmentalists various subject experts from the recycling industry and, you know, waste management industry. I think the government has so far set up the rules, which are now into the action since 2018. Four years, we've done some good work, but right now there is a way forward to accelerate. So, as a government, as a central government, the main agency, the Central Pollution Control Board and the ministries, has done their role so now the work need to be done is the urban local bodies so these local bodies should able to engage the brands to implement a dpr uh, able to do some strict actions the rules are there earlier there are no rules or you know something which doesn't make some significant uh, you know work but right now the rules are very strong very strict Uh, even like you know big uh, got a huge penalties in India last few months. So, I think the government is very serious but the entire, you know, government is just not the top level but the down level, like you know, we have few hundreds of urban local bodies and few thousands of the gram panchays or, you know, the village level bodies. So, these all has ability to leverage those, you know, they need to implement those rules. Again, there are certain good amount of local bodies which are trying to leverage this rules, trying to see EPR as a mechanism to divert the completely waste which is going into the dumpyard. They are trying to see if the brands can fund the infrastructure. They are trying to penalize the people who are littering. They are trying to uh, build their own physical infrastructure to increase the capacity for the future needs. I think it's now there is a sudden momentum that has picked up where the local community is also expecting the waste management as a basic service that they need in their community or a village or a town or a city. So now the public is questioning the local administration what you are doing, whether you are burning or you know what kind of or whether when you will start the waste collection whether you are recycling it or you know, what is the process. So I think now there is a kind of people are empowered. Now they want to control the laws that's been happening so far. I think government plays a significant role, but government has limitation because it's a huge system. Uh, bringing all together on a common ground is a challenge. I think we should just wait because uh, it's been just a few months this year in Jan February. They really, they made certain modifications to the rules. So, which are much more welcoming. But I think time, it's just, you can't do, you can't solve the crisis whole in a day or two, right? It's a process. In India, I'm very confident that government has some kind of priority, especially in the this domain. But, you know, time decides. Uh, It's very difficult to measure the outcomes in the day one. So far, so good. Right now, it's the time for more, waste management companies to be come out more people need to take up the entrepreneurship to solve their own village level crisis i think that will become a big movement. self-sustainable when you talk about entrepreneurship it's about you starting a company which can create jobs like green greenworms i think if that momentum increases this, they can actually leverage this rule and do something And able to self sustain.
0: We are really hoping that our governments and leaders all around the world will start making changes soon because the urgency of this keeps becoming serious each and every day. So we need change now. There is no other time to waste. Definitely, there are still a lot of things that we can. We can discuss, but we're going to link a lot of your projects and uh, websites and social media platforms to the show notes so that anyone who is interested can just directly contact you or read about it and see uh, how they can uh, partner with you. But lastly, I just want to know your thoughts on this. If you have the ability to change anything in people's behavior towards the environment in India, what would it be?
1: Showing the examples, showing the role models, doing something on the ground or demonstrating this is how it can be done i think people do that earlier people don't have a solution or they were hopeless or they are looking for something but if you are doing something like you know waste recovered you know dump yards are converted into the you know gardens or you know uh, if people are seeing that you know okay this waste can be recycled or you know scientifically disposed people will follow so uh, i think in order to bring a larger change just keep doing it and able to advocate, able to show that the people will be part of that solution. So demonstrate them, demonstrate them, this is how it can be done. We can work together or you can take individual steps or a larger step collectively. And in India, it's, you know, once people see, okay, this is running or if they see uh, this is a solution, they follow. Just a belief, in order to get the belief, you need to do the things on the ground.
0: Thank you so much, Akshay, for your time today. Uh, spending with me on the Green Living Chats, thank you so much for coming today on your show.
1: Likewise, David. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I look forward to engage and able to contribute in a ways so we can all work together collectively. Thank you.
0: Definitely, definitely. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Living Chat. Our goal here is to discuss emerging environmental issues and challenges and find possible solutions to educate the public. So why don't you get in touch with us on all our social media platforms at EcoArmed Solutions or visit our website www.ecoametsolutions.com and we'll be excited to hear from you and engage with you consider giving us a star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. See you on the next episode. Until then, live great.